Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour for you, we'll have Hashtag Taiwan. And in today's show, Leslie will be talking about the burgeoning relationship between India and Taiwan. We'll also have Status Update with John and Shirley, our interactive segment with you, the listener. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Hello there. How is everybody out in Facebook and uh, international shortwave world? You're uh, tuned into here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in the studio today with me is Leslie Dow, the one and only, the one and the only. Uh, today's a fun day. Uh, as uh, Leslie would say, it is uh, sweater weather. Sweater weather. Is that what you were saying? I'm not you... wearing a sweater right now. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't fake that because we have the camera now, but I was saying it was sweater weather. It is kind of sweater weather. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. I mean, I'm surprised, actually. You are from the cold weather lands in the U.S. I, you know, the longer I live in Taiwan, the colder I am just in general. So I don't know. Send help, I guess. That's um, true. <laughs> and it is super cold in this studio. It's always cold in here, like yeah. year-round. I think, what is it? They tell us the equipment needs to be cold, but... I think they just need to keep us cold so we're awake. I think they need us to have a cold is, is what it is. <laughs> womp, womp. You know, it's the sexy voice. Yes, it is the sexy voice that comes with having a cold. Well, today is Monday, October 19th. Uh, in your part of the world, it may be a different date because that's the fun of international radio. Uh, if you're watching live, it is certainly Monday, October 19th at, in Taiwan, at least. Um, don't ask me about times in other parts of the world, although I could look it up for you if you do need to know. Um, so we're going to be talking about some interesting things. An assault which took place at Taiwan's representative office in Fiji. Also, Leslie has on our group chat here, earthquakes Earthquake. in Tainan. Um, and also a new ministry of digital development. Could that be Audrey Tang who's behind it? Uh, and a, oh, a doo-doo attack <laughs> at a restaurant. Oh, no. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Um, we are going to go into our first topic, but first we have to say hello to some people. Yeah. October 19th is my nephew's birthday. This is Douglas North. Hey, Douglas. Ah, loyal listener. And happy birthday to Morgan. Um, that's great to hear. It's a good day. I feel like it's a great day. I don't know why. I'm in a super good mood today. I mean, given that it's a Monday, you're doing quite well, all <laughs> things considered. <laughs> we got My Vicky Wong says, hello, guys. Hey, Vicky. Uh, Joshua Buendia, watching here from Kalukan City, Philippines. Oh, awesome. Hi, Joshua. My goodness. That's awesome. And, uh, oh, Abid Hussein Sajid from mm -hmm. Pakistan. Hey, how are you doing there over there in Pakistan? I'm guessing Pakistan's probably a little bit 
in terms of time. I got Mickey, who's uh, from my fan page. Oh, hello, hey, Mickey. Mickey. I would like to say hello, Mickey. Good to see you. Hey, Mickey. You're so fine. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Now she's going to be your fan and not my <laughs> fan anymore. Yeah. Find me on Facebook. Ryanzu. <laughs> Did you tag me? <laughs> oh, yeah. I should. Oh, oh. That's a good point. Okay. Um, well, while you're doing that, I want to um, start talking about today's top story. Sure. We do have a very interesting story here. A bit of an alarming story, which we heard um, via Twitter this morning. Um, let's see if I can uh, share that link for you. Basically, we heard that um, Taiwan's representative office to Fiji, when they were celebrating National Day on October 8th, which is two days before um, the actual National Day on October 10th, there was a bit of an altercation. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and pop this link down in there to uh, the tweet. Um, basically, what we heard is that... Um, some, uh, I guess, staff from the uh, Chinese embassy in Fiji had gone in there and were hoping to take some photographs. Uh, they were uninvited. Um, they got in a bit of an argument when the staff of the uh, Taiwan representative office in Fiji mm. asked them to leave. Uh, and then they actually got into fisticuffs. Apparently, at least one member of the uh, Taiwan representative office in Fiji was injured to the point where they had to be sent to the hospital. This is um, this is new. Mm-hmm. This is new. We've been seeing different ki- types of aggression. Uh, you know, it's been China's now been called the wolf warrior in terms of diplomacy because they've been pretty aggressive uh, with regards to Taiwan. But this is the first time we're hearing anything in, with regards to like an altercation, a brawl, um, fisticuffs, as you said, going on in in Fiji of all places, which is yeah interesting. But I didn't realize that um that it was kind of a big thing happening there. There was like a little bit of animosity between uh, people from the two representative offices. Um, now you actually had a story about this in the news yeah. on Monday, where uh, actually the foreign ministry here in Taiwan is trying to get uh, more information on this to find out if this is a regular occurrence in other places, yeah, or is this an isolated one-off incident? Well, Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs Harry. He said that uh, as far as he knows, these kind of like peaceful events uh, do not draw any negative or violent attention to his knowledge. But he's going to ask around to many of the offices around Taiwan seeing, hey, is there an escalation recently with regards to activity from the Chinese embassy? Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, the director general of the Asian Pacific Department at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. His name is Larry Tang, mm-hmm. not Harry Tang. He actually said uh, all the offices Taiwan uh, abroad have been put on high alert, mm-hmm. and they have been told to be look on the, be on the lookout for Chinese okay. aggression. All right. Very interesting. Um, now, I did put the original tweet from William Young there uh, down below if you're watching Facebook. If you're listening via radio, a special hello to you. Yes. Uh, we would invite you to go back and watch us on the RTI English Facebook page. Um, you know, then you can see us as well as hear us. I don't know if you want to do that or not. <laughs> maybe it gets rid of the mystery. Uh, maybe people prefer to just hear us. Um, but you never know. You I got might, nothing to hide. 
Yeah, I got nothing to hide either. Um, But I think it. it, it, This is actually the story that we're talking about here from Fiji. Is I think a little bit alarming. I hope it's not an escalation of animosity. It's not not like a trend, right? Because Mm -hmm. over the past, actually, you know, if you go back and watch the hashtag I did last week talking about India, um, the Chinese embassy was sending letters to Indian media outlets telling them what they can can and can't say with regards to Taiwan. Really, and India was just kind of like. No, we have freedom of press here. Yeah, so some countries are pushing back. I think it's a little harder for Fiji, which is a little smaller and actually yeah. has really close ties with China. They're a little more reliant. Yeah, and actually, um, I think the representative ta- uh, office there for Taiwan um, ran into a little bit of trouble. I think it was called the Representative Office of the Republic of China. Republic of China, of course, is the official name of uh, Taiwan's government. Mm. Um, They were forced to, I think, change the name of uh, the representative office to something like the Taipei representative office due to pressure from uh, Chinese diplomats. Well, yeah, that's the thing. There's about three different names for these representative offices. Four, if you want to talk about embassies, Mm -hmm. because embassies are totally different from representative offices. Representative offices, you have the Taipei Economic and Cultural Offices, which is what we use in the United States. And then you have the Taiwan representative office, which opened in Somaliland. And then you also have the Republic of China, which is... Very confusing. Yes. And actually, I have the official name here. Uh, It says, last year, Fiji bowed to pressure from China to force Taiwan to rename its office in Suva from the trade mission of the Republic of China to the Taipei Trade Office. Yeah. So, yet another name um, for a uh, Taiwan government-related entity. A lot of that going on. A lot of that going on. Um, making me a little nervous. Um, yeah, so we're going to just uh, drop uh, this. This is the original story that we found it um, on that was linked to in the Twitter and the tweet. Uh, and this is from the Asia Pacific Report, which I think is related to a New Zealand university. Um, so I'm going to pop that down below yeah. uh, in our chat. How are things going over there on the chat there, Leslie? Uh, let's see. Douglas North says, please follow these talented guys. Thank you very much for your endorsement, Douglas. Uh, Jen Dolari says, China has been getting brave. They're starting to really encroach to ta- on Taiwan from what I've heard on your news. Uh, she says, I'm kind of worrying, honestly. And, um, you know, what happened was uh, the... The big news coming out of China now is that there's a new kind of hypersonic missile that they're sending out to the bases that are facing Taiwan. Oof. Yeah. And those hypersonic missiles have like a, a, a range of 2,500 kilometers. Mm-hmm. And they can, what's said is that they can outrun the uh, the Patriot missile systems, which is what Taiwan has. Ooh. Yeah. So it's okay. a little worrisome. A little worrisome. A little worrisome. I know that um, Natalie, who's our co-host for uh, Taiwan Insider, is looking into it a little bit more. And um, I think she's going to try to talk with somebody in the military that can give us some analysis on that in the near future. Here's a segue for you. Other things I'm nervous about, um, earthquakes. Earthquakes. <laughs> And uh, would you believe it, over the weekend, actually on Saturday, the southern city of Tainan suffered four earthquakes. What? Yeah, four. Four? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, No deaths or injuries were reported, and uh, it's a good thing... I mean, if you want, it's, earthquakes are never a good thing, but no. Tainan is the place that has earthquake preparedness because of 921 earlier this year, right? They were the ones that had the, the disaster prevention exercise. Um, the mag- a magnitude 4 earthquake struck at 5.06 a.m. 
and then at 8:07 p.m. Uh, there was another there was another earthquake, and then 11:03, and then 11:05 p.m. So two happened within two minutes of each other. You know, it's interesting because uh, wait, this was on Saturday night. It was you're Saturday saying? night. Um, I was in Shinju, and I kept getting these text messages from the high speed rail. Oh. And I was like, "What is going on?" And it said um, that they, you know, the 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 I guess that there had been an earthquake, yeah. and that they were um, working to get the high speed rail trains back online. And I was like, "Earthquake!" First of all, I didn't feel it in Shinju. Did you? take the high-speed rail down to Shinzu? I didn't. Oh. But I have the app on my phone. So, I okay. didn't get a message from, like, the presidential warning system or from, mm. like, the Central Weather Bureau. I got it from the high-speed rail. Well, the presidential warning system only goes out to the people that are physically in those areas, in the area. right? Oh, okay. So, they're, they're pretty see. good about the GPS. Uh, but you're right, because the earthquake in Sinshin, which is the first one, delayed high-speed rail services... Uh, it forced the train, a, a train to stop temporarily between Jiayi and Tainan. Mm-hmm. And um, trains in, on the regular train, have you, not the high-speed train, uh, were also de- delayed. And train drivers were required to reduce speed in the event of an earthquake. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, they're saying that the three earthquakes in Dongsan occurred due to a release of energy that accumulated <laughs> at a geologically fractured zone. I'm not sure what, hap- what that means, because I only thought fractures were things that could happen with bones. I know, and you say release of energy. I'm, I'm picturing somebody at a gym. Uh, yeah. It's like, I appreciate the desire to release the energy... Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Actually, uh, this is probably a good thing, though, because you don't want that to build up inside the... All at once, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, this is... I'm not a geologist, but if this means anything to everyone, anyone, it says uh, it was triggered by the Philippine Sea Plate and the Eurasian uh, Plate squeezing against each other. Tectonics. Tectonics. That's what you're talking plate, about. Plate tectonics, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is, like, the idea is you have these, I guess, the portions of the earth's crust mm-hmm. that kind of like squeeze and um separate can you do a little reenactment i mean since we're here on facebook live i feel like you should like do a you know some sort of well like my understanding <laughs> of geology <laughs> of geology is that you know uh, taiwan is on the border of these tectonic plates right i uh-huh. mean it's on the pacific rim so it's at a geologically sensitive area look at me you listen to me like talking about stuff like i know what i'm talking about talking about geology so nice. like when these tectonic plates move or like they like snap against one another. There's a release of energy. Now to the earth, that might seem like much, but to us, that's going <laughs> to shake the ground, you know? That's going to be... Yes. You know? You know, I just had this thought because, you know, we have, you know, pretty much traditionally done this show just for radio now yeah. that we're doing like live versions yeah what would it be like if there was an earthquake right now i would freak out like you have you have the audio and visual like i am not shy about freaking out during an earthquake i would scream i would shrill scream into the microphone have you ever had one when you were on the air no i have have you i had one when i was uh, reading the news once and it was, was it like, live news yeah it was live news oh, no. it was back when we were doing live news and everything started shaking i was like oh Oh, you can hear pause in the broadcast, but I don't say anything. Uh-huh. I think eventually after it stopped, I was like, oh, that was, I think that was an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I should go back and look and see if I can find that file. Oh, were you, uh, or, or were you just like doing the news so good it felt like you were rocking the earth? I was rocking the earth with my good news reading. <laughs> you know, that, well, that's also possible. Uh, Jen Dolari says, time for science with Dr. Leslie. Uh, <laughs> I sh- probably should disclaim here that I am not a doctor of any kind. We don't have PhDs, either of us. Like I said, geology is 
Yeah. Not my strong suit. I studied <laughs> economics. I could tell you about numbers up, down, left, right. Goes yes. to the stock market. I think the I think the stock market can go left, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? It it yeah. Well, that's linear for time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, anything else about uh, earthquakes? Do you uh, feel like saying? No, that's about it. When the earth comes a rock and when the earth goes a rock and don't go a knocking, go a knocking, <laughs> something like that. Something like we'll that. workshop that one. <laughs> So, it looks like Taiwan might get a new ministry, which is kind of exciting, um, yeah. in particular because we may have actually interviewed uh, the minister-to-be. We don't know who the minister-to-be will be, but I'll tell you about the ministry first. It's the Ministry of Digital Development, and we do have mm. a, a a minister without portfolio in charge of Taiwan's digital everythings. She is called the digital minister. She is right? called the digital so minister. So you would expect her to be in charge of the ministry, overseeing right? Overseeing <laughs> anything digital with the name digital in it. That's her business, right? Of course, we were talking about the incredible Audrey Tang. Uh, you can find uh, an interview that we did with her for Taiwan Insider on the Taiwan Insider fan page. Um, but tell me about this new ministry. Um, what is going on? So this is coming on the heels of a lot of government reform. There's mm -hmm. like military reform, and then there's talking about abolishing like two branches of government, like the watchdog branch and the, the examination branch. So that's the control yuan and, and the, the examination, examination yuan, right? But this is saying the executive yuan, which is what we call the cabinet, they're expected to soon approve the establishment of the Ministry of Digital Development as part of its organizational reform plan. Uh, the function of the new ministry is supposed to be um, digital industry development, internet supervision, and cybersecurity. Now, you know that there's a lot of emphasis now on Taiwan to become a leader in like AI mm -hmm. and software and stuff like that. Like Taiwan has always been a good leader in like hardware. Mm -hmm. Semiconductors, uh, silicon chips, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But now we're really trying to go towards um, cybersecurity, AI. We can do hard and soft, guys. Hard and <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Anyway, this new ministry is going to be a merging of the Department of Cy Cybersecurity as well as um, the National Communications uh, Commission's, the NCC's Internet Supervision and Digital Streaming Oversight okay. into the, uh, the ministry. Anyway, uh, it doesn't say who the minister would be, but I would imagine. Like, how could you not have her do it? Like, how I could just you don't not? understand. How could you not? She was in Wired Magazine. Oh, well, she was, wasn't she? She was in Wired Magazine. She was also Magazine. Marie Claire over the weekend, too. Did you see that? I mean, she's been in everything, she's essentially. Been, was she in Vogue also? I feel like it was, there was a fashion mag and she was wearing the coolest clothing she had like a monocle i think that was the vogue's th that, that was, was the, the vogue, uh, the vogue. One. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 super impressive probably uh, the smartest person i've ever interviewed and like also th the most intimidating not because she's like a tough person in an interview she's mm -hmm. actually really friendly but just because she knows so much and you don't want to super smart you don't want to be the guy that asked the dumb question it wasn't question. even rehearsed like you can tell it wasn't rehearsed mm -mm. but you knew she knew she knew exactly what she was talking yeah, about for she's sure like i got this yeah i got this yeah um so let me give a little more background mm -hmm. uh this is uh, the reform is an amendment to the Organizational Act, which passed in 2010. It stipulated that 37 agencies under the cabinet 
will be reduced to 29. So there's going to be a lot of consolidating, a lot of um, abolishment, a lot of uh, reform and stuff like that. So this mm. is what the digital ministry is coming under. The Ministry of Science and Technology, which is probably what comes closest to the digital ministry right now, or the this proposed digital ministry right now, is also uh, to transform into a commission. A commission. So is that going to be an upgrade, a downgrade, a lateral move? I feel like we need a hierarchy here. Yeah. What's a commission versus a ministry? A ministry sounds bigger. Well, Taiwan... For sure. Yeah. Taiwan so, has... The, the structure goes from like Yuan, which is basically like what the... It's a branch of government. It's a branch of government. And then you go down to the ministries. The ministries, underneath the ministries, you have agencies. And then under the agencies, you have like bureaus and stuff like that. There's Mm -hmm. a whole hierarchy of it. Gets me questioning. I've never, I've never figured out where the commissions are. We'll definitely be following this uh, story to find out if they do anything fun uh, and who will end up leading it. Yeah. I think we can squeeze in two more stories. We've got three minutes. Okay. I'll say two and a half just for fun. Uh, So let's do doo-doo first. Okay. So there was uh, a restaurant in Taipei called Aegis. Now, Aegis is known for hiring uh, Hong Kong protesters who protested back in 2019 with the proposed extradition bill. Okay. And that was kind of like a way for them to come to Taiwan for shelter before fear that they might be persecuted by the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. Well, over the weekend, get this, someone took a bucket of chicken feces... And they poured it all over, like, the restaurant, and it it actually hit one of the employees. And if I were an employee, I would be like, wait, what? Yeah. That's just not very nice. It's not. If I may. And they poured it all over uh, a linen wall. Lennon Wall, of course, the post-it walls that are that are set up um, and in support of uh, protesters in Hong Kong. Yeah. So who did this? So it's a it's actually a 25 year old young man, and a lot of people have been speculating. It's like, oh, maybe he's pro China, maybe he's pro Taiwan. But his story is that someone paid him fifteen thousand new Taiwan dollars. Ooh. to do this oh, oh. and um who did that not disclosed wasn't the original story that he had like a stomach ache and he the, like hit like the food that he served there well made him feel uncomfortable so he went back and did this yeah but the which thing was is, like what yeah but the thing is like it, they found out it was chicken doo-doo mm-hmm. right and i mean doo-doo in the sense that it's feces mm. and um Mm. That's that's exactly what happened. Like, but they're saying, but this guy has priors as well. Mm-hmm. So he was a uh, a security guard at Taipei One Hundred One, and there's a lot of activity outside the Taipei One Hundred One skyscraper building with a lot of like uh, following Gong and the human rights activists. And then there was a a, um, a disagreement between two organizations, and he got into it with one of the protesters. Mm-hmm. So he was charged with assault. Mm. So that's what's going on. All right, one final story. Let's see if we can sneak this in. Is there going to be a high-speed rail to Ilan on the eastern coast, from mountainous eastern coast? From Taipei to Ilan. And some people might think that this is a very short distance because under good circumstances, you can get to Ilan from Taipei in about 40 minutes by driving. The thing is, the caveat was under good conditions. Now, Mm. if you drive to Taipei to Ilan, you will know that Good conditions are a rare thing out there. <laughs> they are a rare commodity. You're talking because um, usually it's just backed up, right? Uh, it, it, it is backed up. It yeah. gets super backed up. It's like a two-lane highway after a little bit. Yeah, and it's a super popular destination. Just imagine what it was like before they had the snow mountain tunnel, the Xuesan Suidao, right? Mm-hmm. Before they had that tunnel, it took even longer to get there, and the words, the roads were much more 
meandering is that a word it's just <laughs> left and right and Lots, around yes up and down um so what took so long was to uh, finalize this line it's because uh there were a number of pat trails that this high-speed rail line could take and a few of them were environmentally questionable mm. and they went with the most expensive uh, the most expensive option but mm. that option also avoids the Feitui water reservoir oh that's and good if you know uh elon has some of the best water quality in taiwan that's right um that's where the Avalon Distillery is, and they're in charge of like making whiskey. And the reason why their whiskeys are so good is part of because the water. The last thing is this is hot on the heels of a an initiative to try and circumvent the island like oh. within less than six hours. So you can, I don't know if they're doing a Hualien line to the high speed rail. That seems almost impossible because of how mountainous it is. Mm. But they're saying with like the Puyoma trains that go through that wind very steeply around the uh, the mountain, mm. you can go around the island about six hours amazing yeah that is amazing that's what they want to do a uh, little bit of a shout out to uh we have a listener stan farley who's asking is the rti english service broadcast or relayed on shortwave radio frequencies that can be received in the usa unfortunately we canceled our dedicated frequencies to the united states i don't know why oh no um, but this is a while ago that, that happened um but you can pick up the frequency in certain parts of the u.s in fact jen Delari says i've been able to pick them up here in seattle although it's very late at night check shortwave.info to see if it's receivable where you are you can also get us on demand on our rti website that's right that's right or just watch us now (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much to all of our uh, listeners um for listening on shortwave uh where it's available and also via internet and of course thanks to those of you who are joining us for this live broadcast on facebook for here in taiwan i'm andrew ryan and i'm leslie leo we'll see you again soon peace out Namaste and welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. If you're wondering about my peculiar introduction, well, it's going to make sense in a little bit because this week's Hashtag Taiwan is about India and how they came to Taiwan's defense during National Day. I know we have a lot of Indian listeners, so I'm going to jump right into it. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about India. Relations between Taiwan and India are thriving, and not just in the diplomatic sense. Taiwan and India are coming together in support of one another online. This past weekend, Taiwan celebrated National Day. RTI's coverage got a disproportionate amount of support from users in India. Don't take it from me, even President Tsai Ing-wen took to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to say, Thank you to all of our dear friends in India for your well wishes on Taiwan National Day. Together, we can take pride in safeguarding our shared values like freedom and human rights and defending our democratic way of life. Hashtag namaste. Shortly afterwards, she made another post saying, Hashtag namaste to our friends from India. Thank you for following me here. Your warm regards remind me of fond memories from time spent in your incredible country. Your architectural marvels, vibrant culture, and kind people are truly unforgettable. I miss my time there dearly. 
So why this spike in online support from India? The answer is China. And no, I don't mean that China is brokering better relations between Taiwan and India. In fact, Indian and Chinese relations have soured over border disputes over the past few months. So what happened with regards to Taiwan? On October 7th, a full-page advertisement appeared in Indian newspapers for a special TV report about Taiwan's National Day airing on India's World is One News. The report was a collaboration between WION and Taiwan's representative office in New Delhi. The Chinese embassy, unhappy with the program, sent a letter to Indian media outlets that said things like there is only one China in the world and Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory. All stuff we've heard before. But before I move on, I'd like to point out that WION published a video on August 29th titled Dear World, Taiwan Needs Your Support. Bravo. Anyway, in response, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu took to Twitter, as he does, and said that Taiwan's Indian friends will tell China to, quote, get lost in all caps because he has a lot of faith in India. After that, nothing happened and everyone went home. Nah, I'm just messing with you. This is what happened. An official from India's ruling BJP put up 100 posters with the Taiwanese flag outside of the Chinese embassy in New Delhi. The posters had Taiwan in big block letters on them and said, Happy National Day. The official said that both Taiwan and India are democratic societies that cannot restrict the press, unlike China. That stunt isn't saying get lost, it's saying... Joseph Wu returned to Twitter with a tweet saying, Hats off to our friends from around the world this year, India in particular, for celebrating Taiwan National Day. With your support, Taiwan will definitely be more resilient in meeting challenges, especially those get lost types. JW. We here at Taiwan Insider are certainly no strangers to support from India. Our Indian fans are some of the most encouraging that we have. And to them, I'd like to say, hashtag namaste. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you didn't know, Hashtag Taiwan is part of the Taiwan Insider Series, a weekly news magazine produced by Radio Taiwan International. You can watch the TV show on our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. While you're there, leave us a like, subscribe to us, and leave a comment to say hello. Anyway, until next week, you guys, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Hello there, you've just tuned in to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters, letters that you write us, you know, about programs you've heard this past week and uh, what you think about them, you know, give us the details, let us know how the 
transmission was. But before we do that, we're gonna update our own personal status a little bit here. Okay. And I can't help. Well, I can't help talking about exercising because <laughs> I think I really need to do more than what I'm doing now. And right now, I'm only taking Zumba classes, and it's like only like twice a week, it's, and sometimes not even that. And mm. you know, I need to be doing some strength training it's at been my a age. While since our, your last gym huh. update, actually, you should probably fill <laughs> us in because I haven't asked in a while how, how that's been going. Okay, um, I've been taking Zumba classes, and it's only because. Um, my mom's taking Zumba classes um, at the gym near her, like in her district. Mm-hmm. And actually, she's been taking it for like three years now. And it was only after one time she said she wanted my husband to videotape um, the class because she wants to keep us a record. So like as a memory. Okay. To have something on record, you know. Oh. And, um, and then after that, I thought, hey, that would be, I said, you know, I told my husband, John, why don't we take the Zuma class with my mom? So then it would be an excuse to spend some time with her. That's nice. Because we don't live together, you know. I mean, we, live, we don't live too far from each other. Right. So we've been doing that for a, quite a few, a couple months. And then we thought that we, you know, because we have our own sports center. In your building? In our district. No, in our oh, district. Your d- district. Opening okay. up soon. So we thought that, well, we just switch over to our, you know, sports center. Right. But we realized that lo and behold, it's it's a totally new building. And it's not going to be in operation until December. Oh, that's a while. Yeah. So we decided to sign up for two more months of Zumba classes with my mom in her district. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> except, And then we've de- we decided to do Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the morning from 9 to 10, you know, with my mom. But um, just recently, you know, while, while talking about it on here in Taiwan, um, at my age, I should be doing more than just, you know, aerobics classes. I should be also doing strength training. So I'm going like, wow. Well, yeah, I really need that because, you know, my knees are not that great, especially after Zuma classes. I'll be putting on my <laughs> knee support. But the, the, the story says that you really shouldn't rely so much on knee support and just wearing a waist belt. You should be doing strength training to straighten up the muscles, you know, in your knees or whatever around your knees. And so I need to be doing some kind of strength training, like weight, doing weights. And mm. I'm thinking like how to incorporate that into my schedule. So if I'm doing Zumba Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I thought maybe I'll go for weights on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Well, why not? But yeah, except I don't know what routine to do. I I mean, didn't you were you doing I weights used, before though? Yeah, that was like ages ago. We quit, right? Remember? Because yeah, I I I I didn't quite like the trainer. He's being a little harsh, you know. Mm. <laughs> so I'm thinking like. No, I mean, I'm telling my problems, so you should tell me how I can overcome these problems I'm having in my knees or in my right. arms or right. whatever. But he was just saying, like, you know, you're just not taking enough protein. You're just not taking enough protein. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I know that, but, you know. So, but, um, yeah, I need to go on some kind of routine when I do start getting, I mean, doing weights. So... I, John, I know that you're also going to the gym. Oh, not as much. Well, as I'd like not to. as disciplined as you as you're supposed to be, but uh, but you are doing it. You yeah. know that you need it at your age, and you know I'm much older than you, and I know I really need to do some kind of strength training. Otherwise, according to that new story, um, I might suffer from mobility loss. I don't <laughs> as know. I grow older. The, you know. These health stories are are written in such a vague way that you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I know. Everybody loses it to some extent as they grow older. It's not, and I'm I'm, already, but I'm already feeling it. 
You know, I used to think like, you know, oh, my father-in-law, I mean, he, he has, well, he's, of course, he's got, you know, problem, you know, he's got poor um, eyesight and he's got, you know, hearing problems now. Mm. But, um, you know, the way he walks, I mean, he used to exercise uh, pretty regularly. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, he really needs someone to, he really needs help to, to walk properly. And like, mm. you know, like walking up steps or something, something that's, you know, on a, uh, on a, you know, a le- level up. And so I'm thinking like, no, him. <laughs> and then I realized that, oh my gosh, I can see why that's happening. Because I think, uh, you know, that's happening to me. Like walking upstairs, and especially walking downstairs. My knees, I get pain in my knees. That's pretty bad, right? Well, that could be uh, some other problem. Yeah, that's yeah. what you think? Uh, maybe you get them checked out. Um, right. That's probably something I need to do. Go to the doctors. I mean, they don't rely on, you know, the stuff like, yeah, rely on a doctor because the stuff that you read, it's like 10 reasons why this is a new superfood. And it's all <laughs> vague and. Yeah. Well, I mean, I use my, you know, I use my common sense right. to figure out, you know, how much is the truth and how much I can just ignore. But, but, it's um. Like, but the other thing is, John, I hate going to the doctors. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's such Not a bad. I don't know, it's such a pain. <laughs> and what should I I should go for the Worse than the pain in your knees? Worse uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So I don't so, know. That's the latest about me. Mm. Thinking that I, you know, i I'm pretty good taking Zoom classes three times a week. But I, I think, think I need you, more than I that. Think, I think it's part probably partially also you know, psychosomatic, like you feel, yeah, yeah, like I've got problems. Now that you reminded me, I think I got, <laughs> I got gut problem too. I need, I don't have, I have a weak gut. The Shirley update. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always do. I like updating about my health condition. <laughs> anyway. I'd say, I would say, yeah, go get checked out then. Okay, uh, maybe. Maybe make sure that the gym is right for you also. Don't overdo it. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. So that's why I think I should have a coach. But then it's expensive to have it's a coach. so expensive. Yeah. So anyway. Well, maybe our listeners can give me some ideas as to what I can do to... Um, do you suffer from a doctor? weak gut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do you ever suffer from a weak gut? And why what's your you advice for that? that? <laughs> I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> so We maybe but, probably won't read those answers on <laughs> on the air, but... Yeah, I'll, it'll be yeah, it'll be valuable information for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I say let's get to our listeners' letters. All right, let's do. As that. always, we love to read your letters. We always love to hear from you what programs you listen to and what you think about them. So, if you're a person who uses pencil and paper, you can or pen and paper, you can write us at PO Box one two three dash. 199 Taipei, Taiwan. And if writing implements aren't your thing, you can send us an email too. The address is rti at rti.org.tw. Of course, while you're on the internet, uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, and maybe even leave us a nice comment there. We look forward to reading them. Great. All right. Um, we have a letter here from uh, Tim Braille, uh, writing us from Malaysia. And uh, he says, uh, Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, please find below three reception reports for the month of October. Your verification QSR cards will again be much appreciated. Before I close, I'd like to mention how much I enjoyed Catherine Way's segment on Just the Classics. Like her grandparents, I can recall... Um, 
a particular song that was a favorite of my grandfather's. It was the 1931 hit Dream a Little Dream of Me. He was a jazz musician from that era. As it happened in the late 60s, the mamas and the papas had a cover version. On playing their recording of this song, he would stop whatever activity he was engaged in, listen closely, then suddenly vocalize his trombone uh. phrases of the song, sometimes even playing air trombone. <laughs> <laughs> he did this anytime over many years whenever I played the song. Years later, after my grandfather had passed away, my grandmother related to me the hotel and ballroom where he played the song with his bandmates. So whenever I hear the song, I remember them and how it must have been in the Great Depression era of 1931. To say the least, this segment of Just the Classics touched a heartstring for me. Thank you, Catherine Way. Well, actually, she's already left with us and gone on to Greener Pastures, but we'll try and, and pass Convey on. Convey your sentiments. Right. And RTF for a lovely tribute to her family and the music of their generation. That's it for this month. Stay safe, stay strong, keep the radio broadcast coming. Tim Braille of Malaysia. We have a letter here from Zach Alvarez, who's writing to us from the Philippines. It says, Dear Radio Taiwan International, I've heard and received your station in English on 15665 kilohertz earlier at 0200 UTC to 0300 UTC. The program was the live special coverage of the 109th National Day of Taiwan. The signal was good with slight jamming from China, to be expected, uh, <laughs> moderate noise and slight fade. I've always listened to RTI every day on my shortwave receiver, and I love listening to Radio Taiwan International. Sincerely yours, Zach Alvarez of the Philippines. Uh, simple, by the way, 54555. So, not bad. Yeah. Jamming bad. Con- considered. <laughs> really. Okay, this next email is coming to us from Lars Wieden of Sweden. He says, I had the great pleasure of listening to a transmission of Radio Town International in the English language um, transmitted to East Asia on 9405 kilohertz on September 25th with fair good reception. And his simple rating was anywhere from threes to fours. Um, so details like news and about food in school about Taiwan defense and ice cream in Taipei. Maybe it was that really 60-year-old ice cream parlor in Taipei. And then a visit of the U.S. minister and relations with China and the U.S. Reception was fairly good. The reception was made by an ICOM ICR 75 radio. The antenna was an outdoor long wire, 10 meters long. In spite of that, the transmission was directed to Asia. It was very good here in Europe. Wow. The reason of the break of the transmission was unknown, though. I'm 79 years old and married. I have two grown children, Andreas, 46 years old, and Camila, 38. I have also four wonderful grandchildren. We live in Gothenburg, the second city of Sweden, situated on the west coast of Sweden. Gothenburg has a big port with traffic to the whole world. You can also go by air from and to Gothenburg. I hope that my transmission report will be helpful to you. And yes, so thanks again. Best regards, Lars Wieden of Sweden. We've got a letter here from Roger Tidy, who's listening to us in London, uh, this time about our National Day broadcast. And this was uh, the online version, the video feed. Mm. It says here, hello again. I want to comment in this email on your National Day broadcast, which I watched after the event on your website. The theme of this year's ceremony, Proud of Taiwan, permeated the whole broadcast, including the three speeches, and was also enthusiastically reflected in the two presenters' comments. My memory may be defective, but I think this was the first time that the two hosts for the occasion appeared on camera. That's correct, I think. 
Natalie and Leslie did a good professional job, and both were smartly dressed as befitted the occasion. I think this was the first time I had seen Leslie wearing a jacket and tie. He's a smart dresser. <laughs> yep. At times, Natalie's audio was a little distorted, and there was an imbalance between the two voices, with Natalie sounding louder than Leslie. What was especially noticeable about their presentation was the excellent way in which they handled the simultaneous translation of the president's speech, the text of which I understand was only given to them 20 minutes into the speech. No, earlier than that, actually. But yeah, it was about yeah. five minutes, is what yeah. they told me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that happened. That's happened to us before too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> when we've been hosting it in previous years, but we didn't have to do it on camera too. Nope. Yeah. So no one could notice our sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I listened carefully to all the speeches, namely those of the president of the Legislative Assembly, a representative of overseas Taiwanese, and President Tsai. In his speech, the president of the Legislative Assembly gave his thanks to the pandemic heroes who have navigated Taiwan successfully through the COVID. COVID-19 epidemic, noting that Taiwan has performed very well in the fight against the epidemic. He also spoke about Taiwan's democratic values and the concept of transitional justice, in which connection he refer- in which connection he referred to the declassification of government files, which I presume covered the martial law period that preceded Taiwan's transition to democracy. Moreover, he spoke about constitutional reform and the lowering of the voting age to 18, which I think is hasn't happened yet. No. It's something people have been talking about. Yep. After which he spoke about the need to resist Chinese pressure, the anti-democratic national security law that China has imposed on Hong Kong, and various successes scored recently by Taiwan in the diplomatic arena, such as the visits by U.S. officials and the president of the Czech Senate. The second speech was given by the co-founder of the Global Taiwan Institute, who had flown in from Houston to represent the Taiwanese diaspora. Referring to Taiwan's success against COVID-19, she noted that, quote, Taiwan has become the envy of the world at this time. Her upbeat speech ended on an appropriately enthusiastic note with the slogan, Go Taiwan, Go Taiwan. (laughs) The final speech, divided into four sections, was given by President Tsai, who, in common with the previous speakers, spoke about COVID-19, pointing out that Taiwan had not imposed a lockdown and that sporting events, such as baseball, have continued to be held. What is more, she drew attention to the fact that Taiwan, unlike most other countries, has continued to grow economically. She also spoke about cross-strait relations, noting that showing weakness and making concessions will not bring peace, and that maintaining stability in cross-strait relations is in the interests of both sides. Finally, in her speech, she referred, somewhat surprisingly, to the 2020 Golden Melody Awards, which had showcased the talent of the various indigenous people of the country. I cannot mention every facet of the three speeches because that would take too long, but they all had an optimistic tone, and this was picked up by Natalie and Leslie, both of whom said how proud they are of Taiwan. Best wishes, Roger Tidy. Yes, I'm proud of Taiwan. Me too. Yeah. Okay, now um, I've got one here from Shivendu Paul of India, West Bengal, India. It says, I'm a listener of Radio Taiwan International from Murshidabad, um, West Bengal, India. And he listened on the 26th, 27th of September, as well as October 10th, um, our national day. And uh, he received reception from UTC 1600-1700 UTC. 9405 kHz was the frequency they used. On his Grundig YB80 receiver, simple rating was four across the board. Signal strength was good, but slight noise and overall reception was good. So then he, um, yeah, he listened on our National Day, the 109th National Day Celebration of Taiwan. RTI broadcast a special program, Proud of Taiwan. I listened to the special live shortwave and Facebook live program, um, and at 15665 kilohertz, but reception was not clear in our area. I watched a special Facebook live program. The program was very nice and interesting. So programs 
program details he listened to was the news in the spotlight. That's my program, Classic Shorts on the Line, Curious John, uh, and Feast Miss West, as well as the National Day celebration. So he sent a recording for all the programs and attachment. Well, thank you very much, but that wouldn't be necessary. And with best wishes in 73, Shivendu Paul of West Bengal, India. Well, thank you so very much. Well, and that's it for this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters. We so much love to hear from you, so keep them coming. Let us know what programs you listen to, what you think about them, the good and the bad, and um, let us know how the reception was, and we'll see what we can do to, you know... Improve it, Improve hopefully. it, uh, from, with our technical department, hopefully, yes. But uh, in the meantime, again, we just love so much to hear from you. Um, if you're used to writing us letters by hand, the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you're more of an email sort of a person, you can also reach us at rti at rti.org.tw. And please, once again, remember to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and to leave us comments there. All right, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thank you.